Who bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Though the chapters be short, they are mighty. Facts. Facts. There was a lot of shit that went down in these last few chapters. A lot of things, a lot of subtle hints for certain for certain people, mm-hmm. certain couples. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, all right, well then. We also need to discuss the major plot holes and <laughs> and why the fuck nobody is actually thinking with their brain. Right, everybody like, is very emotional and just like, I'm just going to go with it. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. We need, we need logical thinking at this moment. Right. And people are literally doing shit like, on the fly they are just like okay this just popped into my head let me just go with it and i'm like no i don't know who the fuck is driving this vehicle <laughs> it's not <laughs> but it's on fire and it's heading into the ravine like I- <laughs> okay exactly let's go ahead and jump right into chapter 51 which is part three the high lady yes <laughs> so They get to the Illyrian war camp. Right off the bat, the most interesting thing that happened there was Nesta meeting Lord Devlin. Because Nesta and Elaine have never been to the Illyrian war camps. No, this was their first time. Yes. And Lord Devlin can tell that, you know, she is something different. Just like he could tell that Feyre was something different. He don't like Amran showing up to the camp. He saw Nesta. He was like, what the fuck is that? He did. He did. He was like, what is that? Not like she was a human being or a fey person. Just like, what? Is that thing? <laughs> he was like, what the fuck is that? Why do you bring that here? Why? Right. And he was like, is it a witch? And Nesta was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> He's like, keep her away from the women and children. But honestly, when Nesta asked more later, what's the difference between a witch and a fae and a high fae? I think Nesta is a witch. I think that Nesta also knows that she is a witch. Because she describes it on page, what is it, 486? Yeah, she asks, what is the difference between a fairy and a witch? And it's not like she asks somebody in particular. She's just asking the group in general. Mm-hmm. And more as the one that says, witches amass power beyond their natural reserve. They use spells and archaic tools to harness more power to them than the cauldron allotted. And use it for whatever they desire, good or ill. I think she is. That's exactly I what really Nesta do. did. That's exactly what Nesta she did. I think Nesta is a witch. I think her having the powers of the cauldron and being high fae, I think she is a, a witch. I think that that's ultimately what she became. Whether it was intentional or not, it could have been because at the very time that she stole the powers of the cauldron, she was angry. Obviously, she wanted the power of the cauldron for herself for a selfish reason. Yeah, because yeah. that would make sense. She was like, I made the cauldron give me back what was worth my human life. A abundance of power in addition to immortality. Yeah, mm-hmm. girl. Yeah. So at the end of the chapter, <laughs> Elaine gets glamoured and they winnow to the Grayson Manor. And that the leads us into show. chapter 52. <laughs> yes, girl. And I, I, this was such a shit show. The moment, listen, I was waiting for this because I knew from the jump, the moment Elaine had said, well, well we could go to, to Grayson and we can, you know, tell him to take in the, the humans. And the, the moment she proposed this plan, I sat there and I was like, this is going to turn into a shit show. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. I was like, he's going to realize that you are high fake. This this is not going to go well. In the back of my head, I was like, Elaine, what were you thinking? What, what did you expect? Did you expect to just walk up in there and him be like, oh my God, I love you so much. I'm going to look past the fact yes. that you are high fake. Or the fact that she wanted to hide it from him forever. Because she goes up there and she's like, 
Tell Lord Grayson that Elaine Archeon is here to seek sanctuary. Bitch. Goodbye. Good fucking bye. And so, good riddance, because I'm sick of you. Mm, oh my God. And then and then I just became more sick of her further on in the chapters. Yes. <laughs> Yo. It's like, I would be fine without her character. I, I think we said this in the first book, too. It's like, it's okay. We don't need to see her it's character right. exactly. ever again. I think we're good. Um, there's a couple of things that happened here that I definitely wanted to talk about. One being that Nesta and Feyre are starting to have a more of a sisterly bond with each other. Facts. So yes. um, is freaking out because they're in a small guardhouse and it feels like the walls yeah. are closing in on her. We all know she doesn't like small spaces. She tells Nesta, she's like, well, sometimes I get claustrophobic. And then Nesta offers a truth of her own. And she's like, I can't get in the bathtub anymore. I have to wash with buckets because of what happened to me in the cauldron, which I thought was, you know, nice for them to share that tender moment, but also nice to see Nesta a little bit, I guess, more approachable. But not only that, it was also the fact that like when Nesta disclosed this to Favor, Favor looked at her and was like, when we get back to the house, we're going to install something for you. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to, she took, she took the fact that her sister, her older sister has a fear, an actual deep rooted fear the way yeah. she does. And she was like, okay, we're going to fix this. To me, I sat there, I was like, okay, the sisterly bond is there and it's slowly flourishing into hopefully a more healthier sisterly bond. Yes. And that's what I was really excited to see because it took us, you know, three books to get to this point. Oh my God. I know. I know. Yeah. Um. So at the end of the chapter or in the middle of the chapter, Grayson and his daddy, Lord Nolan, come in and Lord Nolan is like, ah, 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 not a step further. We know, Facts. baby girl, that you and Nesta are high fae. We actually heard it through the grapevine that you mm-hmm. got turned first. So that first fae magic bullshit, I ain't buying it. And no, Reese but the funny like, thing is, hold on. No, because the funny thing is, is like, um, Grayson doesn't know that she's high fae, but it's his dad that knows. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know first. So he's immediately, he, see, he falls for the glamour and he sees Elaine and he's all like, why are you with them? And blah, blah, blah. And Nesta's like, bitch, that's. We're sisters. That's our sister. What do you mean? Yeah. And then that's when Nolan is like, nah, no, no, no. I know for the fact that you got turned first mm-hmm. and stuff. And I was like, ooh, dude. Right. <laughs> They're like, fuck. And Reese is like, well, who did yeah. you hear that from? And who the, who the fuck pops out of the bushes? Jury. Jermaine. 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 What the hell are you doing here, Jermaine? <laughs> Jermaine was like, <laughs> Immediately, my thought was, oh, shit, these humans are also working with Hybrin. And I got super, scared. I also thought the same thing. Yeah. I also thought the same thing. I was like, oh, my God, Hybrin has infiltrated this human base or whatever. And, like, yeah, when Jurian popped up and he was like, hi, bitch. I was just like, oh. (laughs) Jurian popped up like, hey. Hey. It's me. How y'all doing? (laughs) (laughs) So that goes right into chapter 53. And I'm like, okay, so now at this point, every person that's been considered to be evil so far in this book is actually not evil. Not, or every person that's considered yeah. to be an asshole is actually not an asshole. But the nice people mm-hmm. are assholes. Like, I, Sarah, I have confusion, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need you to actually write out a character that's trust, actually evil. Trust from issues. Beginning to end. Yes, yes, from beginning to end. Like, trust issues, girl. But I will say I didn't see that coming. No, I didn't either. That was a really good surprise, honestly. Yeah, and then yeah. I think this is the point where Jurian is explaining, what is it, the part that he had to play in all of this? Basically, so in chapter 53, he explains himself and basically says that, like, he's been playing a part since Hybron brought him back. 
he didn't really go as mad as they thought he did under Amarantha. And when Hybron brought him back, he knew, okay, Hybron is planning to do this. This is the role I'm going to play. I'm going to play this sadistic human completely off his hinges and only wants to find Miriam. He explains all of this. He explains how he knew the queens were snakes, how the only good queen was um, the one that got killed by the Ator. Yeah, because they turned on her. Mm -hmm. And how the rest of the queens had turned on the uh, Vasa. Yeah. And stuff. And then and then we find out that him and Moore were actually, they were on good terms. Yeah. They fought side by side. They saved each other in battle. Yeah. And I was very surprised about that because Moore has only ever talked about Miriam. Yeah. And so I was very surprised when Jurian was like, well, like he speaks to Moore in a in an intimate way, in a friendly way, like he, if he actually knew her. Right. And I was like, is there more to unpack there? I think so. Mm. Um, and then, of course, Jurian also says, like, Reese should have jumped into his head. He was like, you should. That should have been the first thing you did. Yeah. Because ultimately, Jurian is like, I fought with you in the war with the humans. Why? Like, why wouldn't you want to jump into my head to see if. Your old companion, not companion, your old ally was still an ally. And I really sat there, I was like, damn, Jerry, you're making sense, man. You're making right. a lot of sense right now. <laughs> Literally, every everybody, everybody in this book is not using their fucking head. Their heads. They're not, not using their head. I'm like, bro, that should have been the first. You do that with everybody else. Why didn't you do that with him? Make it make sense. He also says at the end of the chapter that Tangerine's bitch ass went running back to Hybrid. I picture you ever see the like TikToks of the guys that are walking with sass and flair on the um the treadmills. Yes. And they're like practicing. That's what I picture Tamlin doing, walking away from the high right. Flipping his high flipping his fucking blonde highlights uh. over his shoulder like bitches. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Like, I'm gonna go hang out with my like, real friends. He's like, Daddy Hybrid, I got some tea for you. Right. He <laughs> needs a cereal when I got all the tea, bitch. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. So that brings us into chapter 54, where we um still at their little meeting at Grayson's Manor. And Grayson, mm-hmm. now knowing that Elaine is high fae, is like, I don't want anything to do with you, girl. Give me the ring back. And Elaine, of course, is like, no, no. Like, she won't give the ring back. I was just like, first of all, bitch, it's been just over between back. y'all for a just minute, minute. It, it was over between you y'all got- when you skipped out on the wedding. I mean, she didn't skip out on the wedding, but when you didn't have on the purpose, wedding. But like, my whole thing is Elaine is trying so desperately to hold on to this man and this life. And Nesta, you know, has told Feyre he wasn't the best person. He like he I wouldn't have chose him for Elaine. Right. He didn't seem like the type of whatever. And Elaine is like so desperate to continue to be human. And in the back of my head, I'm like, you made it. You made it to baby Lucian. All right. I need you to like. Right. That's another thing, too. Jurian told them. Jurian told them that she was mated to Lucian. She's mated. And he was like, you're somebody's mate. Don't you even know what that means? I will not have you. I don't want you. Like complete did a one or completely did a 180. And yeah. her groveling, like you said, was just beneath her. And it was just disgusting. And he it made her was. cry. And Nesta was like, hold my cape. Why? Hold my cloak. <laughs> <laughs> she 
Emily did. She walked right over to that man. She done slapped him with the force of everything she had. Bruh. Everything. She slapped him so hard. They said his face, his whole face and his shoulders turned to the Jerk. side. He's like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh so God. I would have paid money to be a fly on the wall in that room. Like, oh. Facts. Oh. But at that point, though, Reese tells him, like, listen, because, you know, they keep going off. So ultimately, Reese intervenes and he's just like, the lady will keep the ring if she wants. And then, of course, Reese being funny, because I found this a little slide. He was like, females tend to prefer gold or silver to iron. Like, Yes. You, you baby, you need to figure your shit out. You want to be married. Right. <laughs> like, like mm, that's the tackiest mm. goddamn thing I ever did see. But go off, sis. Thanks. You want to keep it? All right. <laughs> At the end, when everybody's leaving, Jurian gives more insight into where Hybron is planning to attack next and what mm-hmm. their troops look like. He gives them more advice. Or he also, at the end, thanks Feyre for killing off Princess Banana and Prince uh, Dragon. And she was like, I didn't do it for, like, glory or for, you know, the the fun of it. And he's like, I know. Why do you think I decided to trust you? Which, I, not for nothing, that told me a lot. I like said It did. Like, oh, it did. Yeah. And remember, we even, we saw that side of him, that, that other that side day. of him, that humanity of him yeah. that day when they were fucking around with the children of the blessed. And then it turns out this man that had his humanity this whole fucking time has just been playing a role. He's playing a role just like, and that's why he went up to Feyre. He's like, I know the role that you're playing. Like he tried to secretly tell her he like, knew. hey, yes. I know you're playing a role right yep. now. I know you don't really love Tamlin. I know you're trying to fuck up the spring court. But at that time, like yep. she couldn't really trust anybody and especially not him. No, no, no. Oh, that moves into chapter 55. They have made camp on the border of the Winter Court. The night before battle, Reese and Feyre don't really get a lot of sleep. Reese didn't even go to the tent, I believe. In the mm. morning after, he and Feyre have like a moment to collect themselves before they head off into battle. And she does emphasize that she kisses Reese one last time. And I, I swore to God, bitch, I swore to God he was going to die in the next chapter. I was so scared. Oh my God. <laughs> like I can't do it. But that was a um, that was no. a really short chapter. That was. So then we get to chapter 56, which is one of the longer chapters. Mm-hmm. And in this chapter is basically when the war officially starts, when they actually go into battle. Mm-hmm. So they do what Jern tells them to do, and it works. Cassian, my man, this is the best. So we get to finally <laughs> read about Cassian being like the height of everything. This is where this man shines in battle they ultimately do start to push back Hybern's forces. And it seems like it's going to be a win. This whole like first half, I feel like, of the chapter was like a spotlight on Cassian. How he fights and how it's it's like a dance of death. And he's so swift. They say that he, they compare him to the first Illyrian. And they say his name, but I can't, I can't remember what it is. I can't remember um, the name right now either. Yeah, but they his soldiers compare him to the very first Illyrian warrior. And how about they also put some fucking respect on his name so when he walked by now, they're like, ooh, mm. ooh, shit. That's a bad um, mother shit, man. <laughs> ultimately, because it is Tarquin's territory, once they were able to uh, beat Hybrid's forces, they leave it to Tarquin to decide what to do with the survivors. And Tarquin was like, fuck them. He drowned them bitches. Tarkin was like, no mercy, no quarter given. I was like, oh shit. (laughs) 
He done drowned them on dry land. Afterwards, Nesta realizes when they get back to camp, the Cassian is actually hurt. And though it's not anything big, he just has a sprained wrist. But how she knew that underneath of his armor and all that shit? Like, what? what? Feyre was like, how did she sense that under all of the armor? Because even Reese didn't realize until um, Cassian pushed back the armor and you could tell. Nesta is like, how do I fix this? Like, how do I fix you? And Cassie is like explaining to her ultimately like, oh, well, you know, you're going to need a brace or a sprain or whatever. So immediately Nesta starts wrapping his his wrist and stuff. And it's, it's a really tender moment for the two of them. It and is. then she goes to say something and more shows up and immediately is like, you're hurt. And Cassie immediately takes his hand out of Nesta's um, hands. And Nesta is stuck there with her hands still in the shape of her holding Cassian's hand. Oh. And I was I was hurt. I was hurt. I was Vanessa. hurt for that Insane. that it didn't make any sense. And immediately I was like fuck you more. And also at the same time Farah's watching this encounter and she's yeah. like, "Oh man, I didn't know that Nesta paid enough attention to Cassian to, you know, see his tells like when he's angry or when he's being playful or an asshole or when he's hurt." And I'm like, "Farah Wake up. What the fuck? Like, this bitch is so dumb. I really, at that point in time, I really wished that Reese would have turned around and been like, babe, um, <laughs> you really stupid sometimes, but I love you. Like, Honestly, like, <laughs> you a dumbass, but you my dumbass. But I love you. <laughs> right. <laughs> What else? Oh, later on in the chapter, Feyre tells Reese like she's not sure if she can go down onto the battlefield because this is different from the fight in Valaris. And this is different from the fight in Adriata where they were just like ambushed. This is like unruly and it's chaos and two sides just going at each other. Like she's like, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. But this one, he also admits though that he doesn't like this type of fighting. No. He also admits... Like, so and what ends up happening is they um she comes back to the tent that they share. Reese is already there. Um, they do have spicy time, which was cute. It was like a really quick one, The two. only reason why I didn't mention it is because it was not detailed spicy time, therefore it was not worth my time. It, it wasn't. It wasn't really detailed. <laughs> if it's not it, detailed, it, it, was, it is not worth my time. It was a little bit of spicy time. And then um Reese explains that like he doesn't really like th- this type of battle and that he thought about her, Feyre, the entire time he was on the battlefield. And that kind of grounded him. Because he says that, like, he's cool with fights the way it happened in Valaris, where it was a surprise attack, it was sloppy, they were, like, all over the place, that type of thing. But this calculated type of fighting, this calculated type of battle, he doesn't like. He doesn't like these types of things. And he admits that to Feyre. And I was like, okay, so we're, we're getting a little... We're getting a little deep now, like mm-hmm. extremely. So. Yeah. Also, they find out that Hybrin is marching towards the Winter Court. So they have to leave the Summer Court yeah. and go back to the Winter Court. They show up there yep. expecting to attack them when they're done setting up camp for the night, when Hybrin least expect it. But it turns out, <laughs> bitch, they always expected it. So they went into Fence. full battle. <laughs> they were like, surprise. Oh shit, you're not surprised? Like <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Bitch. We expected this. We expected you. Exactly. So that battle is more brutal than the first yeah. one. There's a lot of shit going on in that one. And I love in how in the midst of all this shit going on, everybody's fighting. 
People are falling. There's screaming. There's blood. There's mud. All that shit. Pharaoh's like, huh, you know what I just thought about? The Surya? Why didn't we go say the Surya visit? We should probably go pay the Surya visit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's put a pin in that right there. Let's just stop right there because have we not been saying this? That whole while. fucking time. We've literally been saying this for a while. But now, while everybody's on the field, dying. Why was why didn't you do that before the High Lord meeting? Exactly. You could have saved yourself so much time. Even, be- even before then, you could have saved yourself so much time and asked, is the bone carver going to help me? What is the cost? Is Tamlin really with Hybrin? Like, I... Is Jurian actually against us? Where are Mar- where nobody, are Miriam and Drake? Nobody was really thinking. I gave this whole book. Nobody thought properly. Not one person. Where is Miriam and Drake? Bingo, no logic. bitch. <laughs> like, I, no logic. It just it pissed me off so bad. So when that happens, when Favor comes up with that, right, is around the same time that as this battle is going, our side. The side of Reese and, and Tarquin and Cal, all of them, they start to lose. So Amor has been basically protecting Feyre. She's been sitting with Feyre and her sisters. So Moore, being a soldier at heart, being a fighter at heart, she wants to be on the battlefield. She wants to help her friends. And then as she's doing that is where Feyre immediately is thinking. She's like, I should probably go locate the surreal. And then we move on to chapter 57. And so in chapter 57 is where Feyre basically gives her permission. She's like, Moore, you obviously want to go join the battle. Go help your friends. I'll be fine. I'm not defenseless. I'm, I'm good. And Moore immediately is like, okay. And she runs, she puts on her armor, and she winnows right into battle. And that's when Feyre's like, okay, here's my chance. She immediately goes, gets a map, goes to Elaine. Elaine has been fucking, she's back in her catatonic state. Elaine, like, Feyre is like, Elaine, I need you to, to find the surreal. Elaine is like looking at the map and then she points to the middle of Corinthian, the middle of the forest where the weaver is located. And she's like there. I was like, so that's a bad fucking idea. Facts. (laughs) So after that, she winnows to the forest. The surreal was actually waiting for her. He was, (laughs) she turned around when he called her name and she was like, how do you knew? I've been waiting for you right. in the dough. <laughs> Where you been at? <laughs> He's like, I'm right here. Right. <laughs> so that leads us into chapter 58. And Feyre is finally asking the Suriel all the questions that she should have been asking she in the fucking first place. But, you know, go off, right. sis. Wait until the last fucking minute. Um, most importantly, the things that he says are Nesta can track the cauldron wherever the cauldron is the king and the mass of his army are so he says mm-hmm. you have to use her to find them and then the yeah. other thing that he tells her that's really important is that um there are two specific points in the book where Amran can find the exact answer to shutting down for. the cauldron but yeah he gives her those two important pieces of information she goes to ask something i think about the bone carver lastly and as he's about to answer the surreal gets shot in the throat with the fucking ash arrow and i literally bitch i don't know about you but at this point i gasped i was in shock so did and i in disbelief i was and like it stopped i read it and it was like i was like wait <laughs> i just sat and i reread the sentence and i was like they just killed it I know. I was like, and I was just and I sat here. I sat here and I was like, who the fuck killed the damn surreal? Bro. And wouldn't you fucking know it? Anais. 
Oh! So you move on to chapter 59. Feyre is, is like, she's she dodged out of the way of the arrows. Uh, the surreal gets hit a second time, falls to the floor. And Anath, of course, we all know Anath likes to hear her herself talk. Bruh. So she's talking away. And she's basically saying that, like, it took the King of Hybrid days to, like, correct what Feyre did to her. And she still, to this day, can't use her hand properly. Good, and I was like, thank you. fucking God. You'll never be able to masturbate again, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> then she talks about how Tamlin explained to her how Feyre caught the surreal the first time. And she figured, okay, I can do that. Anaith wants to be Feyre so fucking bad. She does. Why is like, and I was like, why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> <laughs> so basically. Favorite favorite tells her though. Favorite's like, I should have slit your fucking throat in the damn tent. Woo. I was like, girl. I was like, girl. The whole this whole time as well, the Suriel is telling Favorite like, run. He's mouthing the words to her. He's like, run, run. And she's like, I don't want to leave him here. One because he's my friend and I want to help him. And two because there's a very real possibility that they could kidnap the Suriel and take it back to Highbrand, and then he has access to him. But she does end up running. And she says while she's running, it feels like the forest is making way for her. It's clearing all of the stuff out of her way for her to run, but it's entrapping like Inaith in the two guards. And this bitch is like, I'm running through the woods, running through the woods. I made a plan. I got to a part of the woods that seems familiar. And then boom, the weaver's cottage. The cottage! I was like, oh girl, no. Whatever you're about to do, stop it. <laughs> no, because I sat there, I was like, Oh, but she played it. Yeah. She played it so smart because she was like faking, like she was asking for help, like it was somebody's house in the middle of the woods. And she like literally turned the handle and went in. But she, um, oh sorry, that leads us into chapter sixty. Yeah, exactly. Because we all know how the weaver did it the last time. She went in, and then it's all a trap. She keeps the door open. She's using like all her force to make sure the door never closes. And as she's doing that. Um, the weaver is talking to her from like the back of the room in the dark and is calling her a thief. Meanwhile, Anaith, basically, if you can picture it, Feyre's in the middle, Anaith is walking towards her and the weaver is walking towards her. Ultimately, Anaith makes her way into the weaver's cottage and the weaver is like, what did you bring me, little wolf? Feyre's like, dinner bitch and she's out she done fucking ran and left the door slam behind her she heard their screams for like a half a mile i was like good serves you Yo. right you deserve a painful slow death hopefully we never see her again hopefully i i really it. hope so because if she makes I it back from this sarah and i are gonna have a real talk about the shit that has gone down in this book if she makes it back from the weaver and Nate has to be ball headed, skittle diddle, like <laughs> fucked up in the face ah. looking. So eventually, Favor makes it back to the Suriel and he is bleeding out on the ground, dying. She, she no. says she's trying to pull the ash arrows out of him and help him. And he's like, No, I've seen all of this happen. And she's like, And you still came? He's like, Yes, because mm -hmm. you are my friend. Like, you saved me. You, you listened to me when nobody else did. You saved me when nobody else would. You weren't afraid of me. I was like, well, she was afraid, but she did come to, she did come to have like an understanding with the Suriel. Right. And he's having this yeah. whole little heartfelt speech while he's dying and Feyre's sobbing girl. And so am I. I had like the little tears in the precipice of my eye. And then 
obviously the the surreal dies and helion actually finds pharaoh now how the fuck did he know where she was i don't know i don't know but helion finds pharaoh and he's about to like winnow her out and she's like no we have to bury it we have to bury the surreal but she takes helion's cloak she puts it over the surreal and then helion's like okay i'm gonna burn it we're gonna cremate him and then helion takes her back to the camp before we get to chapter 61 yeah we need to have a small funeral for the surreal like, we are here today, gathered for the surreal of Perithian, a friend, a brother. <laughs> may his soul rest with the mother of the cauldron in eternity, and may he find peace. On to chapter 61. <laughs> so, Helian... Sorry, I have one more thing. Did you notice in chapter 60, before the surreal died, he was like, remember what I told you? Stay with the high, the high Lord and all will oh, be right. Yeah. She's like, yes, I stayed with yeah. him. I'm with him. He's like, no, it's not over yet. Stay with him. So now I'm like, okay, if Pharaoh leaves his side at any point in this battle, is he going to die? Oh my God, I can't. I can't. If Reese dies, we're done. I'm not reading shit. <laughs> I'm not reading shit no more. Um, okay. So we move on to chapter 61. Helian winnows uh, Feyre back to the camp. Mm-hmm. Cassian is being healed because this man had gotten fucking cut up from navel, from navel to sternum. Navel to sternum. Bruh, Reese literally says Azrael was holding Cassian's guts. All because he tried to charge. At a hybrid Yeah, he tried commander. to charge at the hybrid commander by himself when he was surrounded yeah. by soldiers. And Reese is like, you have to be smarter than this. Luckily, the healer that is healing him is knowing, knows exactly what she's doing. She's able to put his skin back together in order to, you know, make sure that he doesn't die. Mm-hmm. At the exact same time, though, Moore looks at her and basically, with attitude, tells her, where were you? Essentially, what ends up happening is him and Cassian kind of get into a little bit of a talk, a, a little bit of an argument where he basically pulls a high lord rank, and Cassian's like, "Don't you fucking dare pull this high lord rank on me! Like this is stupid." And Reese is like, "You could have died," and Cassian's like, "I'm a soldier," and I get it. I like sat there. I'm like, Cassian actually makes a little bit of sense here. That is his job. He is a soldier. He is a commander. You can't get mad at him. My thing is like, he did, that is his job, right? To fight and shit, but it's not his job to go off impulse. If you, uh, if you are in war, you have a calculated plan. You don't go just based off of like, you know, oh, I see him over here. I'm going to go over there. Even though none of my allies are over there, I'm just going to charge. Like that was dumb on his part and he needs to know better. And I agree that was dumb on his part, but as we all know, Cassian is impulsive and like, that was very much a Cassian movie. It was. I'm just glad that he's okay. And I'm hoping that... <laughs> I'm hoping that Sarah won't kill him off a third time. I know. Uh, more Thera and As leave Reese and Cass to talk it out, right? Um, that's when Thera takes it upon herself 
to talk to Nesta privately and basically tell Nesta, like, listen, we're going to need you to scry for the cauldron. And when she goes to do that is when Moore basically interrupts her. Yeah, she says something super nasty to her. Oh, my God. So basically, Feyre is like, Feyre walks over to Nesta not only to tell her that they need her help to find the cauldron, but to also let her know that, like, Cassian is okay. When she does that, that's when Moore, like, walks over and says really coldly, shouldn't you be refilling that bucket? And I'm like, bitch, mind your fucking business. This is the third time, the third time that she's acting like this. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with her. And it's not like she ain't got some dick in the last couple of days. So it can't be that. I don't understand. Your emotions and your feelings are all over the goddamn place. And her and Feyre actually get into an argument too. Yes, yes, exactly. Because exactly, all she says is like, you lied, you lied to me. So Feyre basically sat there. She was like, you want to talk about lying? And then she immediately jumped into like the whole situation with Az and stuff. And she's like, how about the fact that you lie to yourself and all of us every single day? And then she even goes more. She's like, why haven't you ever made a move for Azrael? Why did you invite Healy into your bed? You clearly found no pleasure in it. I saw the way you looked the next day. So then she was like, so before you accuse me of being a liar, I suggest you look long and hard at yourself. I was like, oh, Farah! I was like, Farah! She came with the knives oh. today. Oh my God. Like, okay. this, bitch aimed, okay. this bitch aimed for the head today. Mm. And then Moore sat there and she couldn't say anything to that because all of that is facts. So Moore is just like, get out. And Farah's like, with pleasure, bitch. Right. And she would walk out. She done walked out. Amran comes walking up with the book in hand and she's looking at her and she's like, every time I leave y'all, somebody gets gutted all the time. Right. Every time. Physically, emotionally, mentally. Like, y'all need to get your shit together. I cannot be holding my shit together and your shit, okay? And the whole group. Come on. No. So that's when we get to chapter 62. And Amran, she warns Fair. She's like, listen, don't, don't push more too far. Oh my God. And I'm like... Yeah. Fuck yeah. protecting her goddamn fragile ass feelings. She's been this way for 500 years. Get over <laughs> it, bitch. She needs thicker skin, damn it. Right. Yeah. Like, come on now. Then they go into, I believe it's the Reese's tent or the War Council tent. And they're having Nesta yep. try to find. Scry. Yeah. Trying to find yeah. the cauldron. Wait. Wait. Can we? Wait. Can we? Hold on. Cassian. Let's put a pin in this. Because. Oh, yes. <laughs> because at the moment that she's doing this. Feyre is like, I sh- like Feyre says that she shifted a little bit. And Cassian, who was hurt, made As and Reese bring him into the tent because they must have told him we're going to have Nesta scry for the cauldron. Mm-hmm. He made them bring him to the tent. And Feyre says when Nesta started and it looked like she was struggling a little bit, Cassian got up and he's like, nothing's going to hurt you. So Nesta starts again. She starts, she closes her eyes. She starts going with the bones and the, and the stones or whatever. And then Favor says she shifts a little bit and she looks and Cassian's fucking hand is on Nesta's lower back is for support. It's like, my man. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Ah! Wait a minute. Now mid back, mid back, I can now- understand. Middle of the back is your friend. I got lower you, Lower back. Lower, lower back. back is about the. Lower back. Hey, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Lower back is we are mated and I'm here to stay. Right. That's what the lower like, back ah. is. Oh my god. Oh my it was god. it was okay, amazing so in that fact. Um yeah, so she's looking yes. for the cauldron. Favor actually jumps into Nesta's mind and sees what she's seeing. So in Nesta's mind, yeah. she's actually standing in Hybrin's camp and she sees all of Hybrin's army. And they are severely, mm-hmm. 
severely outnumbered. When she finally finds the the place, she lets the bones and the stones, bones and stones, scurry around the map. <laughs> and they find yeah. out that Hybrin and his host army is basically on the western border of the human lands. So they've been yeah. like... Next to their estate. Exactly, exactly. So they've been toying with the high lords. Like, oh, we're attacking the summer court. Now we're attacking the winter court. When really... They're just draining them of energy until exactly. the big battle. And yep. I was just like, oh man, I don't know how this is going to work. And they literally like, we don't know how this is going to work either, but we'll come up with a plan tomorrow, tonight. Let's just rest. So and no, so that's what Tarquin said. So basically they call Tarquin in. That's what I said. And they, 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 <laughs> no, no, but like they, talk, they call Tarquin in and then they call Helian in and then they call Cal in. Tarquin being the, the head of reason. He's like, you know what, guys? We need to sleep. All right, we can't be, we can't be just sitting here, or whatever. He's like, let's let's go to bed. Let's, you know, think on it. Let's sleep on it, and then we'll come back and we'll regroup and we'll figure out what to do. Right. That to me was very wise for somebody that they keep making fun of as being the youngest high lord. Yeah, I mean Tarquin is honestly beyond his years, and I think Reese said that in a court of mist and fury too when they went to visit his court. He's a good dude. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but go ahead. After that one, Miss <laughs> Tarquin walks in, or not Tarquin? Uh, Varian walks in, and he stops when he sees Amran sitting at the head of the table. She gives him a little smile. He makes his way through the room like nobody else was there. Facts. Gets Facts. down on his gets knees. Gets on his knees. Drops gets on his knees. knees. Takes Amran's face. In his hands and it plants does. a kiss on her. I was like, I done called it. I fucking called it. Actually, you did. I and bravo, it because I did not. In a court of mist and fury, because I sat there and I was like, listen, I was like, this is like a game of cat and mouse. And the moment that Amran was had mentioned, she's like, it seems like he doesn't know what it is. Like she's like, it seems like he doesn't know what he feels about mm-hmm. me or whatever. And when he, when she said that is when I like sat there, I was like, mm, okay, this could go one of two ways. Either he finds her as a good opponent or there's like some type of love thing happening that he doesn't know how to figure out or explain because Amran is a little odd. Yeah. She's o- she's an old soul and she's a little odd. And so like when they mentioned, when he, th- that was my first time. Then the second time, when he was the one that was that had basically came to Amran or had sent the word that the summer court had been attacked mm-hmm. and it was to Amran and not Reese, I was like, hmm. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. Like, oh, okay. That, that, that's weird. Then that shit was solidified when Cassian was like, well, why would they send word to you? And she's like, well, that's what friends do. The defensive. Uh-huh. No, bitch. No. <laughs> Meanwhile, no. I'm over here like, they're just really good friends. Yeah, okay. Okay. Bro, he's coming to Valar. Is she going to the summer no. court? Are they meeting up in the middle somewhere? Wh- whatever it is. Whatever it is. And so, yeah. <laughs> that's where we end for this episode. And I know damn well ending. they are going to make Amron explain herself. She should. Explain how the fuck did this happen? Explain. When did it happen? Explain. When? <laughs> When did you decide to take a lover? I'm just curious. Like, Whether or not she's actually going to answer these questions is going to be the real tea. 
So do you have any predictions for the next chapters? Um, it is it is leaning more towards re- something happening. I, the I more agree. and more I read, yeah. the more foreshadowing there is, the more I'm like, oh, fuck. Now, what happened to Cassian, I hadn't expected. But um, the foreshadowing of kissing him one last time, him being so upset, like... All those little things, I do. I do think that something will eventually happen to Reese yeah. at some point in the battle. All right. So what was your other one? I actually think Nesta will have to fight in battle. Mm. I do. I think so because I feel like so far they seem to, in the beginning, um, they seem to have mentioned that she has all this power. And the fact that she has to the fact that she scribed for the the cauldron and stuff like i don't know i feel like you mentioned that she has all this power but then it's like downplayed if she has all this power why not use her there has to be something that happens where where um nesta either explodes Mm -hmm. and the power comes out of her now whether or not it's because maybe something happens to Cass, because they seem to be hinting a lot at um the little things between Nesta and Cassie. Yeah. Or she finally explodes on more. Oh, I would hope so. I'm sorry. At this point in time, more is not my favorite person. She's not mine either. I, I'm just like, you're turning into a real fucking... To a real bitch. Yes. A real bitch. Yeah. 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 And I'm not liking it. I'm not liking it. Yeah. That's pretty much the, the same thing that you said were my predictions as well. Like, I feel like... <laughs> With her setting up Cassian's injuries and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, well, she's not going to kill him off. Like, he got real fucked up. No. So, of course, it's going to be a heavy hitter. It's going to be Reese. And then I'm really hoping, like we talked about, that Nesta does blow up on more. Or maybe more apologizes to Feyre because she has to realize that she's been being a fucking asshole this whole time. But it... The thing is, is that it's not favor. It's not only favor that you need to apologize to. Yeah, you also need to apologize to Nesta. Like that's gonna take it, some more the, time because she's a jealous hoe right now. But the amount of animosity towards Nesta mm-hmm. to me is too much, and it's uncalled for. It is. Do you know what I mean? Like for somebody like who says that they're Nesta. not into Cassian, like exactly. Then what are we doing? Exactly. What are we doing? Somebody who says that she she doesn't really feel like that towards Cassian, and she regrets sleeping with Cassian. I'm like. Okay, but you you say that, but like your animosity towards the woman that obviously Cassian is showing some interest in is just too much. I'm like, come on. It's the D. You think it's, it's the D. <laughs> it was that good. It was that good. It was that good, yo. Uh so <laughs> God. Basically, that's where we wrap up for chapters 51 through 62. Yep. Next episode, we are going to be reading chapters 63 through 73. Anywho, thank you guys so much, as always, for joining us and for listening along. Make sure that you follow us on social media at YA at Heart Podcast on Instagram and on TikTok. And a very special thank you to everybody who entered the giveaway and our three special winners. Yes. Yeah. Um, Naja. Yes. Congratulations. Naja at Naja Reads. Heidi at Lizette Tech underscore G. 
and then at Better Off With Books. Thank you guys so much. And we will be reaching out to you about your prizes. Yes, yes. And congratulations. Hope you guys enjoyed them. Um, hope the rest of you guys enjoyed the latest episode. Um, we love you guys. And always stay YA at heart. Bye. Bye.